0: <laughs> I have right. to dial him in in 20 minutes, so
1: <clears throat> Alright, we're gonna go on time tonight We went on time last week Colin didn't, Colin Colon. Brian's such a good guy though, you can't be too mad at him
0: No, I paid him an extra five bucks for some stuff at MGC, so he'll be on the show again, bribed him Five bucks
1: So, so I, I, thought I'd be, uh, I thought I'd be responsible and not drink tonight So I went to the Refrigerator to find some soda because I really want to have something flavored and we have nothing but <laughs> beer and wine. <laughs> so it's either beer, wine, or water. You're just going to have a bottle of wine on the show? I should do that. I could do that. I could, dr- I could make this my champagne flute. <laughs>
0: I hate champagne.
1: So we're only doing six news stories, right?
0: <laughs> no. Three. <laughs> should I have two Topical news, and then a
1: gadget. a gadget. Didn't we do the digital spy mini arcade games? Who put that in there? Oh, we didn't do this. I haven't seen this. Unless this is a really old one that was just copied over. And then Mashable.com. Was that you?
0: I didn't put Mark. any of this in here. Mark's must be online right now, editing. Yeah, Let's not do this one. Do the Nintendo one. Oh, wait. It's I, already in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got to say the Hold on. If this is what I think it is, it's actually pretty freaking cool.
0: Okay. That's fine. We'll just leave it the way it is. Do you have Tyler's number? It's in his email. Oh, you called him? Could you just give him a shout real quick and warn him that we're going to try to dial him in in about 1520? Yeah. You want me to just text him? If he'll pick it up. Did you get an email from Walter about International Video Game Hall of Fame nominees? No. He wants me to nominate people.
1: That's hilarious. Whoops. Here's Tyler. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, Normally the show goes on at about 7.15. That's uh, Midwest time, so about 5.15 your time.
0: Ask him if he's busy. Tell him we can dial him in at 6 his time. Oh, he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, that's obviously, you know, you got priorities there. That's important. Make sure that gets done. So we'll what we'll do is we'll look for you kind of around 7.30, 740, and we'll dial uh, you in then. Our okay. time. So that'd be around 530, 540. Does that work? We'll make it work. All right. Thanks, Tyler. So he uh I heard. He, di- he didn't put it on his calendar. I heard the whole conversation. Could you hear both ends? Yep. Okay. Um
0: let me do this. Oops. Didn't want to do that.
1: Snowball.
0: Yep. Anybody here? Yeah. Oh, good. I gotta mute for you a second though. It's fine. How you doing? Uh pretty good. Um and yourself? Eh. He has a link. Did he respond, Brian? Yeah, he said thank you. Okay. So he should be popping on right after he's done with his meeting.
1: Yeah. Oh, he sold his Shrek. Damn it. Who did that? Uh home use only Shrek. Pinball. Ooh. Fifty five nice. hundred. Oh my god. When I was living in Rochester, when I was working in Rochester, the Turkey Cheese had a Shrek machine there. It was the only pinball machine. That I was surprised they even had that. So we went and uh, I would go there almost every night and play. And it honestly got to the point where I was uh, like pushing on the highest scores I could find on pin side. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, I'd, I'd play for like half an hour, 45 minutes and have like eight extra games. I bought, um, it was pretty funny. I bought $20 in tokens like the first day of the month I was there. And I still had like $12 in tokens by the end of the month. <laughs> Wow. I played almost every day. Well, I kept going in and winning games.
2: All I know is I am terrible at Spy Hunter and I got a lot of learning to do.
1: It takes a lot of practice.
2: My my foot my uh, gas pedal's pot- potentiometer is not yet calibrated. Somebody had <laughs> Somebody had put caulk on it to hold it in place. I think there's supposed to be a screw or something. Anyway, it had turned to where it couldn't, you know. Oh, it, it, and it's not a five k, so it's like it got a very small little range. I don't know. It's got like all these fun things that are going on. But I got a good deal. I got I I got that sucker for six hundred bucks. So. Uh huh. <laughs> Nice. You know, it's not a cockpit. You, do you have the cockpit?
1: Oh hell yeah! Okay. I can well, see I mean, where that would be good. Six hundred. is a. I mean, that's a steal for that. Yeah. Well, they they were like, oh, it doesn't work, and I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Oh, so it turned out the one of the cables wasn't plugged in. The pin was bent back, and the uh, there was like a capacitor on the soundboard that was broken off. So that was it. Which is great. Nice.
1: Yeah, they're going for like two to three grand now. I can't believe it. I can't either. Uh, the upgrades were never... I mean, it was like two to four hundred bucks back when I started. We're,
2: we're at capacity here at the house, though. There are 46 games in the house.
1: Uh, that's more than I... More than I... Uh, have here. Oh, it's more than I have in the house. I've got some in the garage too. Oh, I have some in the garage too. Yeah. And my mom makes too much. She's always overcooking, like seven or eight hundred pounds of sweet
0: potatoes. So she's got to push it during the meal. They're sweet potatoes. They're hot. There's more in the oven. Some in the garage. <laughs>
2: The projects are in the garage, although like the gauntlet and the and NFL blitz, I, I was like really close to finishing them, but they're still outside, and I feel like I'm and it's in a carport.
1: I have a lot of like restorers uh, guilt, I think <laughs> I, I've given up on restoring I don't restore them I just get them working. You have been found guilty by the elders of the town of uttering the name of our Lord. And so, as a blasphemer,
3: you are to be stoned to death.
1: Right. I don't know. Most of the ones I have are in good shape, though. I've got to get, I just picked up that food fight cocktail, so I got to get that downstairs. Ah,
2: I love that. So rare. Oh, here we go.
0: Are That's we better weird. now?
2: Yep. Looking good.
1: Am I back? No. Nope. Just no. Glad. Yeah. Now you are. Now you are. Mm-hmm. He is? Oh, there he is. Yep. Don't ask me what's happening. And I am direct connected. Discover Houston. Recommend uh, vector transfer to the BFS. All right. I'm putting this on.
0: I'm going to get in the chat. I look oh, yeah. like a burn victim.
1: Adam, you have impetigo. Impetigo.
0: Stop making fun of me. I can't. It's a
1: genetic built-in process app. Alright. So I gotta get on YouTube here because we gotta get in the chat. Do we have anybody yet?
0: Uh probably.
1: Why? that's really bad.
0: Why it's did really my bad. camera just freak out?
1: Stay home and eat all the freaking chips, Kip. My point,
0: don't
3: be jealous, but I've been chatting online with babes all day.
0: Did We're you see the though. did you see
2: that video of the guy who was watching the new Star Wars trailer and is like bawling, like crying, his eyes out and stuff like that?
0: No, that sounds no. made up. <laughs> it's it's so good. Hey I Brian. mean Brian Frober? Did,
1: yeah. Hey Brian oh, Frober. God. Uh, I, I wasn't Br- you thought I was talking to myself. So, Hi. <laughs> hey Mark. Hey Adam. What's
3: up? Hey Mark? Mm.
1: I don't get it. Over underdone. So what was what was the video? He was crying? Yeah, he's watching
2: it and he it was a legit emotional response. And uh and It's really good. It almost, like, made me, like, have another emotional response. And then people are like, half people are, like, making fun of him. And then the other half of people are like, dude, I did the same thing. (laughs) Did you watch? Have you seen the trailer?
0: Yeah, I have. It did not make me cry. It's because you're a hard-ass, Adam. Uh,
3: uh, I know what you're thinking, punk. You're thinking did he fire six shots or only five? Now, to tell you the truth, I forgot
0: myself and all this excitement. But being this is a .44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and will blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you,
1: punk? When, uh, I, I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody because everybody's seen it, but when Han Solo died.
3: I have a really bad feeling about this.
1: Oh, crap. I was, yeah, exactly. I haven't watched it yet. When we saw that scene, I was at the theater with Tyler. and Tyler Bushnell? Oh, my God, <laughs> Tyler, my son. Oh, and he <laughs> legitimately like had a meltdown crying. And like, I mean, he was like beside himself, wailing, crying, asking like, Dad, why, why, why? I mean, to the point where the people around us were laughing. I mean, it was like the emotional response was so over the top. I've, I felt I felt the same way, you know. I mean,
2: some of those movies they can elicit those kind of reactions, and I think it's great. It's magic. It's movie magic. It is. I think I've I've almost posted everywhere there are people. <laughs> we are live tonight with Tyler <laughs> Bushnell, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the uh, weather like, guys? It's beautiful. I mean, stuff's melting or what?
1: It's already melted. The grass is green. The rivers are about 28 feet high. Yep. And uh, they're washing all the stuff away, you know.
0: That's a fact, Jack. I like it.
1: You're sitting at the bar? I'm not. I'm in the, he's still in the basement room. He's in his office.
0: I'm,
1: I'm in my office. There we go. Yes. his orifice. I need to put, like, games back here.
0: Brian Frober, Mr. Peabody, Andy Baldwin, yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the chat, everybody. Well, what's up? Which what? way There we go? Ben Gold. Hey, whoever's got that ringer turned on. Can you turn it off?
1: Oh, it's off. I, I don't have an Android. On vibrators? Put it on vibrators. It's off. The only way it's going to go on now is if I get paged, and that is a, it's disaster.
0: It's a disaster. It's a
1: disaster. It's a disaster.
0: Don't come down here. I better check to make sure I'm not killing the pot, uh, the kettle, pottle, whatever.
1: Black, whatever
0: color it is. Phone vibrate only. I'm a feeling a little blue. You are looking a little blue. There we go. And I like it.
1: I like it better than green. You're
0: like a Smurf. <laughs> and Mark, he's Yo. just, you're like pink and.
1: Moav, Where's the redder
0: mauve? Where's the
1: crotch
2: light? I turned it off.
0: Tyler Bushnell has I, just standing still.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see. It's been five minutes. Hey, wait. You know what? I've had a suggested topic that we never talk about: Fox movies that should be video games.
0: Go. Oh, right now? Before we start? Yeah, why not? Yeah, because
2: it's in the cold open. Uh, suggested topic.
0: Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> we should do that. Okay, so. From now on, let's ask the chatters for a suggested topic for the cold open. Ooh, I like that. What should we talk about? What do you about? think? I like it.
2: Let's invite the chatters in.
0: All right. Uh, Fox movies that should have been made into a video game. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. Ah. Mm. I, I can think of plenty of movies that were made into video games that shouldn't have been. <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi—all three of those—they're oh, terrible. Super for the SNES. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I love the <laughs> I love the <laughs> the unified groan. It's, yeah, uh,
1: well, you don't <clears throat> that, wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody a uh, Fox movie? We, that, that'd be an interesting video game. Oh my
0: gosh, that would be. <laughs> you could start out with a silhouette. I think of a, a fantastic
1: four video game. Scattermoosh, um,
0: Scaramouche, when you do the fendangle, That'd
1: be like, what's that? Uh, what's that? Um, video game with the spinner? I keep forgetting it's the one that it's was called Tron. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was on the uh iPad, it was on a- Apple iOS, but then they they sh- like shut that down so there's like a limited number of them. Peter has one here Arkanoid. Oh, God. No, 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 it's not very common at all. Whole
2: Tempest. Time. Hey, Napoleon Dynamite
1: is a video game. Like you
2: could
0: be, like oh, you could yeah, Uncle yeah. Rico's van.
1: <laughs> that actually would be Uncle would be Rico's
0: cool. van is the yeah. name of the game, and you have to, <laughs> and you have to throw get footballs it. into it.
2: Yeah, so there would be football throwing. You got to sell pots and pans.
0: <laughs> I like it.
2: If you if you make like official looking, you know, badges, that's good. Yeah, get a point. Get a point. <laughs> full full point.
0: Full point. <laughs> You'd think I'd have that queued up But I don't And, and the nunchuck <laughs> scene Yeah, yeah, he could
2: go hunting for wolverines There's so many things That could uh, could be done Now that this is a Disney property I'll see what I can do I'm always like, hey I'll let you use the likeness of my van If you, you know Throw some <laughs> some dollars this way <laughs> I have a feeling they don't give a crap and they're just going to do it anyway.
0: Yep. Well, uh, let's let's get going. All right? Yeah, let, let's let's just do this. All right. <laughs>
3: Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Includer alert, includer alert.
0: Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 14 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 18th, 2019, and the time is now approximately 7.29 p.m. Central. Thank you for joining us in the Arcata Sphere. This is your host, Attorney General Adam Stevens. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark Time Runner shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor, and the Doc to my Marty, Brian Thurston Howell III. And later tonight, we will have with us software and hardware developer, power tools enthusiast, and acclaimed creator of the Polycade, Mr. Tyler Bushnell. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey! Whoop, whoop! Whoop, whoop! whoop. Yeah, so we, uh, we're we spinning this one a little different. We decided with, you know, Brian Cullen being a little absent last time, we would just kind of, you know, make sure that uh, we get people on when they're supposed to be on. So, who yeah, come sure. on a, during the interview time? How's that?
2: <laughs> yeah that's intentional that we did on purpose yes wink
0: wink entirely completely planned I totally. still look like a burn victim what is going on I don't know it's like burn and a little paste yeah <laughs> it, it, it's like too many lights on in this
1: room I don't know yeah yeah, we don't, we don't know what to do with all this light out here in Minnesota it's been like six months of darkness yeah oh
0: yeah that's Minnesotan for a yeah oh yeah you, you crawled
1: out of
2: your ice caves? Yeah. I see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's no longer frozen up here.
2: <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. You get your four months of warm weather. Good luck.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like, oh, it's true. So it's sad, but true. What have you guys been working on? Well, I've
2: been working on a spy hunter. I got that uh, last week for $600. It just had some loose cables and a missing. Capacitor and some burnt out bulbs. I just need to get the pot potentiometer on the pedal working. It's pretty awesome. Great condition. And then I also got a gyrus. Okay. And I think I spent about the same amount of money. That was pretty much already working. And the guy threw in a time pilot uh, PCB as well, which also works. And um, other than that, I, I don't I think that's everything I mean I got a bunch of projects I did Try working my warlords PCB Working it I put it into Another machine and it did not work It kind of worked I mean I saw numbers uh, So that's got some some things to happen That's all I'm that's all I got
0: What about you Adam <laughs> I got back from MGC last week Brian and nice. I were Both there I uh, did not sell my pac-man you'd be glad to oh. know <gasps> Yeah. How much you selling it for? I was selling it for 1500.
2: Oh my god.
0: I was going to go to 2, but you know, it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's, I p- powder coated everything and restored everything except for the sides. And it's very clean inside. Thank you very much, Mark.
2: No problem. I, you know,
0: cleaned it with that rectal probe, so <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, and today Brian and I <coughs> spent about 4 hours round trip. Picking up Brian, going to get the trailer, putting it on my truck, going to Fastenal, and bringing home Monaco GP. Nice. So I have this. It's actually not quite home. It's at Brian's shop. We're going to have his guys take a look at it. Give it a once over. Is Monaco GP
2: a a TTL game?
0: Yes, it is. Totally discrete logic. There is no CPU per se. The whole thing is a CPU kind of. Wow, so
1: it's in really oscillating. Like, you know, it's it's like an oscillator, right? Yeah. So it's a pretty impressive. I mean, pretty impressive cabinet too, and in in- incredibly clean shape. Yeah, I'm so. pretty
0: pretty lucky. Most of it's in in really great shape. There's only I have a couple of nitpicks, but <clears throat> I know people. Nice. Where did it come from? <laughs> Virginia. Oh. Oh, two hundred and ten bucks.
2: What? That's great.
0: <laughs> Fast and all. Yeah. yeah, I love Fastenal. I had to pay the guy to create it, though, so it was a little nah. bit more than that. That's the
2: best part about CoinOp Warehouse. They create and take it to Fastenal for free.
0: Oh.
1: yeah. I didn't need to know that. But <laughs> <laughs> but here's the
2: thing. Yeah.
0: CoinOp Warehouse is only in one state, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it's in one place, but they bring the stuff to them. And, uh, you know, they they do little once-overs, and they give you, like, <sighs> updates on Facebook. I almost bought a Wurlitzer one more time, which is like a recreation of a 1950s Wurlitzer. Um, but uh, some other dude in Australia got it for me. Huh.
1: But but hey.
0: What's, What's Brian, Brian been working on?
1: Yeah, I know. Hey. Well, let's see. We, we crammed out the stuff for MGC. Managed to get the Grand Champion that we have working, which is kind of cool. It's a Grand Champion that was a gift from Larry DeMar, to a couple of people up in the twin cities. Um, so there's a letter taped inside the back of the, uh, game. That's, that's uh, pretty cool.
0: For those of you who don't know who
1: Larry DeMar is. Mark, oh, are you, are you? <laughs> I was like, who are we prompting? Uh, he was, he was one of the original programmers, uh, worked with, uh, Jarvis and Steve Ritchie and a number of the other guys, but uh, of, uh, a number of games. Um, super nice guy and he put this cabinet together because these people were, uh, their daughter was friends with his daughter and they owned a car dealership. So he thought grand champion was perfect for them. Um, the irony of it is that kind of getting the stories from Larry after telling him, I found this cause we saw him at MGC last year and evidently he and Steve Ritchie used to love this game and used to play it all the time. And when he told Steve Ritchie about it, they were just doing little quotes and noises from the game. It was pretty, pretty funny to see these two kind of arcade pinball icon sitting there, like making arcade noises and joking about a game. It's fun. So that was, uh, the project last week, uh, then, uh, at MGC had a blast, did not sell any of the stuff I brought down there, which was a uh, mixed about that. Three of the games I wanted to bring home. One of them I did not want to bring home. I have no love for Sega. Hang on. So I'll find it a new home at some point. Um, but the uh the fun one that I did get to bring home is in a an Atari Food Fight cocktail. I'm super excited about that one. So we got to get that down to into the basement, get that all set up. Sweet.
0: Sweet. A sweet Sonia. A sweet.
1: So, where's your, will,
0: where's your where's your video, Adam? Is that Uh, well, I'm still on OBS. I'm still being broadcast. Oh, okay, good. I just, <laughs> I think I might be conserving bandwidth here. So
2: that's smart. I like that. That way when I actually start to talk, I won't break up. <laughs> I learned that if if I have like all of you guys streaming, that actually affects my upload even though that's just download. Mm. I'm not sure why, but
0: that's perfect. perfect. That's crazy. <laughs>
4: Channel stage Israel, government, business merger, refugee, oil supply, defense, decline, education, strikes, fine, riot, candid science, science, celebrity, the earth, the universe, the news channel. Today I'm Bob Cat and I'm your blogger
0: system. This is the news channel. We're gonna erupt the penal like development. And now the arcade news
3: with Brian
1: Cloud. Welcome to the arcade news. We have normally we have a couple of news stories. Today we kind of have three really neat devices uh that are coming out. Well, one of them technically is a modification and then two two devices. So we'll start off with a modification. Uh, this one is uh, brought to us uh, from uh, uh but the or nesicmod.com. <laughs> um, so we had a, a previous show uh, with talking about uh, using light guns on LCD or LED monitors, and the. Uh, I'm, I'm, person- I'm interrupting you for a second. Yeah,
2: it's, it's NES LCD mod. Ah. That's hilarious that you read it out. I love that. What did he I'm say? I'm sorry, sir. You may continue. <clears throat> no, I
1: mean... <laughs> did
0: he just say Nestle... 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 Nestle...
1: Well, so the funny thing is, is that I, I'm looking at the uh, .com quickly, and in uh, Japan, the cards are called Nessica cards. So it's Nestle oh. CD mod. So it was like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's Nessica. Oh, wait, it's uh, got a D there. So... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so what this does is it basically rearranges the timing on your ROMs, allowing a an NES, well, not an NES, a, a third-party zapper to work on an LCD TV for Duck Hunt and other uh, gun games without modification. Right. The original NES zapper still does require some modification. There's actually some guides on how to do this by replacing the LED inside of it. Um, but it, uh, it will work with a third party light gun, light guns, like the Tommy zap for the NES. And it has something to do with, I actually didn't get into the exact details of what caused this problem with the original NES zapper, but it seemed to have something to do with the way the original zapper read the led from the inside of the light gun.
0: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's, uh, interesting. Cause we had Jeff Keecher on, you know, this is, yeah. was that this year? It was. It okay. was a
1: couple of shows ago. Yeah,
0: it was like uh, earlier this season. So, and he he had gone through all the trouble to make this hardware mod, which is really cool and actually uses the the real hardware. But I, I guess this gun takes advantage of the uh, the crappy um, design of the Tommy Zap gun, and uh, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have the same filtering that the uh, the original hardware has. No, oh.
1: so, and there. Are- they actually have a guide on there about how to modify the original zapper. And they there was a guy showing how the if you take the Tommy Zap gun LED and put it in your original NES gun, it'll actually work.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was going to use my original NES gun with the Tommy. And then, I, and then I'm wondering, do you just need a crappy LED? Because I could find those for like a buck.
1: <laughs> well, I think it has to do with the exact LED that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That would be interesting to test. There actually was a, a really kind of fun video on how they were talking about the delay times and uh, how by setting them at different values, by them at different there's different sensitivities. So there is actually a set of sensitivities that if you set it improperly, every time you pull the gun and shoot it, it just basically shoots everything in the screen. Mm-hmm. And so you're always hitting your target. Excellent. Oh. Moving on uh, with the news here, um, there's a couple of new arcade releases. The next one is uh, Atari released these two small mini arcades. This is from Digital Spy, and uh, they're releasing these kind of small 2.8-inch screens that can play a number of old-school games. Uh, They have two models that they've shown off so far. Uh, One of them has Pong Breakout Circus, Atari Off the Wall, Super Breakout. And another one seemed to show that there were Centipede, Adventure, sprint masters, Warlords, Yars Revenge. Uh, they're really small, running with uh, uh, one is with a joystick, the other is with spinners. There's not a lot more information on them, aside from they're kind of reminding me of the old Defender game that I had uh, that I used to carry in the back of my parents' car. Uh, but I'm sure a lot better resolution on these little screens than that. You can connect them together, though. Uh, so uh, Supposedly, well, so not connect them together. The Pong one is designed for two-player play, which is kind of cool. Uh, they do have a headphone jack, and they recharge by a micro USB. So
0: have you guys seen pictures of these yet? I have. Was, but well, you I can thought, you can find them on uh, Mashable,
1: right? They are on Mashable uh, the, or on Digital Spy, either one. Uh, one of the kind of funny things I thought was uh, the Pong version actually has wood grain sides, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Do you have one more?
1: I do. And finally, Capcom announced that they are releasing a home arcade system. Um, this is a two-player arcade system, plugs directly into your TV. Uh, kind of an interesting release from them. It'll be out this October. Uh, they're starting to do some pre-orders at different sites shortly. Um, it plays a number of uh, kind of classic Capcom games, uh, Street Fighter, some shoot 'em ups Uh, The interesting thing about this is it looks a lot like, and I I hate to say this, but the Chinese uh, laptop kind of boxes that they've designed to run, uh, you know, direct to TV and have these two six-button setups. So it looks to me, I mean, one of the things it kind of reminded me of was that it looks like Capcom finally said, look, uh, everyone else is doing this thing. Uh, We need to make some money off this. It is shaped in the the pictures they released. This is from Mashable.com. Uh, it looks like a cap. It has the word Capcom. And so the artwork on the top actually is the word Capcom with the word overlaying the buttons and the joysticks are appropriate colors. And the shape of the case is in the shape of the word Capcom. Um, they're saying it's going to cost about $260. It's got about uh, 21 games. Sorry, uh, sorry, 15 games. Um, and it doesn't look like from the initial launches, I uh, haven't seen anything saying that you can add games to it, although I'm sure it'll be hacked relatively quickly.
2: Huh. I think we have Tyler joining us.
4: Hi. Yeah. Let's
0: welcome How's Tyler doing? to the show.
4: Hey guys. Uh, can you, can you hear me? See me?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we can, we can yes, hear, hear you. I'm not sure.
4: Awesome. Can
0: we see him? We can see him, but he's, he's vertical.
4: He's vertical oh, up uh, horizontal. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> I'm so Sorry, in I'm late. California.
0: Sweet man, how you doing?
4: Uh I'm doing good. Yeah. How about how about you guys?
0: Good. To, yeah. So um, uh you had a little bit of a a meeting tonight, I guess.
4: Yeah. So we're uh we're raising mo- um we're raising money right now. Um in order to to grow polycade um and so my life is talking to every investor in all over the the states Uh, and so uh yeah and sometimes uh sometimes these meetings pop up and and you got to take it um so so it's been it's been quite the hustle
0: well welcome to the show we we did uh tease everyone that you were going to be here so um, <laughs> nice. We're glad to have you on board. Uh, he's driving, but uh, relatively responsible. Did they pull you over in California for talking on the vid, or were you like get pulled over,
4: parked? Right? Uh, I have an earpiece, so I think we're good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we're gonna we're gonna play a, 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 another section of the show for our, our chatters, uh, and then we're gonna jump into your interview. You got a little time? What's your sure, time? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so uh, here we go.
2: Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile.
4: Back, back to the the cave with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the
2: Earth's gravitational pull? Welcome, time travelers. We are hitting April 18th, 1983 today, and we've got Tyler Bushnell with us. Yeah. It's awesome. In the house. Yeah, let's so let's let's talk about three things so far that uh, happened in uh, 1983. One of them was ar- arcade news. Spy Hunter. It was released around oh, this time. Uh, sweet. Where you're. Uh, I just learned that some of those people that you're driving down the road with are civilians, and you're not supposed to kill them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Be careful now.
4: <laughs> depends on what game you're playing, Life or uh, Spy Hunter. right? <laughs> I see exactly. <laughs> uh, I I also
2: learned when researching this that. Uh, there's a Murder, She Wrote episode titled Hit, Run, and Homicide, where Jessica realizes the solution to the mystery when she's playing Spy Hunter in the Cabot Cove, Cabot Cove grocery store, which is pretty cool. I mean, I, I couldn't find any video of it, but like, come on, people that play video games on the it's pretty, pretty cool. Well, so the real show.
1: question is, how good was she at Spy Hunter?
0: real I, question is, why, the I didn't process. even know Murder, She Wrote was on in 1983. <laughs> Oh, definitely yes.
1: a stunt double for that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
2: must have had, like, a, a, somebody else to get the score on. That is funny. Uh, so in in the box office, Evil Dead was out playing, in uh, you know, Sam Raimi's horror classic. Um, does anybody else uh, on the phone here own a Necronomicon? Anybody?
0: I have no. a nepro- Necronomicon version of Evil Dead, I think. Oh, you do? Nice.
3: That's
2: all
0: I got. I, I used to have like this book
2: that um, had like a motion sensor and then it would like shake and then yell when you got close to it. I can't find it though.
4: I, I, if you've seen the movie, I don't think you're supposed to own a Necronomicon. Ah, <laughs> exactly. Very true.
3: I, I,
2: <laughs> I actually put like something on the side of it because I worked at Compaq when I got it and I put like Compaq, you know, guidelines and, and, you know, requirements or something. And then people would see it and then it would scare them. It was good times. Uh, Okay. On TV, (laughs) on TV in ITA family ties was airing. And, uh, you know, it was only a, a year before Michael J. Fox became Eric Stoltz, uh, or wait a minute. He became Marty McFly. He replaced Eric Stoltz, uh, in the lead of back to the future, um and I learned today that there's an interesting thing. The theme song was called Without Us, and it was composed by this guy, Jeff Barry and Tom Scott. Uh, and originally two unknown people sang it, and then for the rest of the run of the show, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, who were way more popular, then sang it as the intro to the show. Um, does anybody else uh remember when when it was cool to be super conservative? Is it just me? Hello? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay <laughs> and, and now we're gonna We're gonna go to our final little piece Before our interview We call this What's in the juke
3: What's in the juke
0: Okay uh, Okay Mark Why don't you tell them A little bit about this segment
2: so we've picked 10 songs. They were popular on April 18th, 1983. How long ago was that? 36 years ago? Wow. Die. Yeah. Um, and so we're <laughs> going to play a couple seconds of each song. And everybody that doesn't see the list, that, that includes you, Tyler, are welcome to uh, try to guess the artist and the title of the song. And then we'll keep score. And then at the end, you'll get a pat on the back and a hearty hi-ho.
3: <laughs> nice. Nice.
4: I'm gonna suck at this, for the record.
2: Some of these, some of these are pretty, pretty easy. I, I think. We'll, we'll wait. I'm not right. gonna make any judgment.
0: Here about. comes the first track.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Nobody plays that part.
4: The dropkick Murphys? No.
0: Wow, that's close, though. I like Totally.
4: That. Same
3: style. <laughs>
0: River, uh, uh, Come on, Eileen, Frober. Brian Frober
1: in the chat. He's already over and greaseball split it. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boom. Right. That's good. I, I, so. I suppose I should have my sound effects up for that. Right. <laughs>
1: so so and one of the funny so things that you're uh, probably not seeing in the chat, Tyler, is that they, they figured out that if they answer the title of the song and the name of the artist at the same time, they don't get any points. Because they end up coming in second. So the answer, one and then the other quickly, and the number of typos trying to get it out quickly is kind of actually comical.
0: Yeah, you get a half point for the artist and a half point for the song. So, uh, hey, Greaseball, welcome to the show. And uh, so we've got, uh, come on, Eileen. Who got it first? It was Greaseball.
1: Uh, I think uh, Brian Frober got, come on, Eileen. Come on, uh, and then Greaseball. Well, I, I the have
0: Greaseball of... above Brian Frober.
1: Now that's interesting.
0: What about you, you guys? Oh no, he I,
1: did. He, Brian Frober right? "Comer on Eileen." <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay,
0: no, you're right. Oh, you're right. He he right. Correct, <laughs> he corrected it. That's why I said it first. So yeah. <laughs> that's, say, that's a different come song. On.
2: Come on, Eileen! This is terrible.
0: <laughs> so a half point half for Brian and a half point <laughs> for uh, Andy Baldwin. Is that right? Are we on track now? Should we play this? Yes. Okay, let's okay, do the next one. So we got. Nine Here we go.
3: To go. Oh, that's
4: uh, <laughs> it! I know this one, Mr. Roboto uh, Yes. <laughs> and who's the band? What's the guy? I forget. <laughs> Shit.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. God damn it.
0: Would you, <laughs> we're going to give Tyler a half point for that. And Styx was the band, and that goes to Greaseball. Half point. All right. Half point for both of you guys. Nice job. And uh, here comes the next one.
4: Oof. Oh. I don't know, no. but I like
0: it. <laughs> it is a good one. It's got that. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> I'll play it again. Here we go. Yeah,
2: that dirty kind of <laughs> sexy.
0: Yeah. A little sort of a funk in there. Yeah. A little bit of funk in the room. I lost yeah. on Jeopardy. Brian Frober. Boom. And followed by Annie Baldwin with the great kin band. That's that's neck and neck, isn't it? It's a half point. point. Well,
2: it's only Jeopardy because I lost on Jeopardy is actually a Weird Al
0: song. Oh, you're right. So Andy Mm. got both. But everybody's saying I lost on Jeopardy. Oh wait, Andy got both. Andy got the. Yep, he got it correct in the first place too. I'm sorry, Andy. But here you go. Good job, Andy. It's a full freaking point. All right, here we go. Uh, Next song. Also, Uh,
4: don't know this one, but I liked it. It's a good one.
0: All right, here we go. Who's got it? Brian Frober. Brian Frober. And that's Twilight Zone. Mm. Bullet Hits the Bone is the chorus, guys. It's not the name of the chorus.
1: and fuse blown got the name. Wow, golden fuse blown, golden Earring. golden
2: Earing. earring. All right, yeah, you, ah, what is the band Golden Earring doing these days?
0: I'll play a little more of that. That's right.
3: Somewhere in the
4: moment,
0: It's 2 a.m. Yeah, no
3: what, what time is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Next track. <Ooh. laughs>
4: Jump <Ben> <laughs> in
0: the <laughs> Nope, but you were Ab- it was a good ahead.
1: guess. There we go.
0: Def Leppard.
3: <sighs> oh. Duh.
0: and
1: the,
0: the song is not animal it is not pyromania it is photograph give zero fX a half point that's right <laughs> that is awesome half point he's on the board check that out nice. casey must be sick okay <laughs> Alright, that's photographed by Def Leopard. If you haven't been keeping up, it's been Come on Eileen by Dexies Midnight Runners, Mr. Roboto by Sticks Jeopardy by the Great Kin Band, Twilight Zone by Golden Earring, and Photograph by Def Leopard, and here's the next one. ABC. I
4: don't know what that is, but
0: it's Brian, awesome. It, Brian Frobert with ABC and possibly Arrow is close. He got it. Poison Arrow, Grease Ball.
4: Ooh, awesome. That's like that's like the song that inspired all of new retro wave music. <laughs>
0: it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll play a little bit more of it. Extint, Man, songs had long intros back then. Here we go, next track. <laughs> That's it. I'm not giving him any more.
4: That's magical. Uh, <laughs> it is magical. This, this, this is an obvious one. Top Gun, in it wasn't that in Top Gun.
0: No, oh. no, but it, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Fame. Close, but <laughs> no cigar. Flash Brian Dance. Brian Frober
2: got uh, being,
0: uh, Irene Kara, or as he says, Irene Kara. Greaseball got Flash Dance. Yep. There we go. That's oh, uh, that's pretty good. Half, half point, point for Greaseball and a half point for Brian Frober. Half right? point.
3: Nice.
0: Yes. So good fighting going on. No, no, Almost near no. the no. All right. So the next track, here we go.
2: It's so John Hughes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit. You know, it's funny. That I don't think this song is any John... Ho- it's not in a John Hughes movie. It's but, not. But, but he's
2: used others from this uh, particular
0: yeah. band. And the posters greaseball. are in the, in the movie. Lies, lies, lies. Greaseball. Thompson Twins. Boom, boom. I'm going to give it to him.
2: Greaseball firmly in the lead.
0: The song is actually just called Lies, but... The chorus is lies, 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 and you got it. So we're just going to give yeah. it to you. Yeah. Full point. Full point. It's always nice when you get a full point. Isn't that satisfying? You go through the... All- yeah. Full Until point. Until we
2: start awarding five points for one question. Then, yeah. then it's... A- <laughs> Oops. This
0: one's hard. It's a cheese nut. That- it's a continuation from two weeks ago. Oh. I, I this I think this is a hard one.
2: I love this, and that's why I'm wearing my MTV shirt today because of this particular song. Oh yeah, I' loved this video.
0: And he gets the theme from Ghostbusters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give, no. Give
0: zero of FX said Gary Newman. it does kind of have a Gary Newman vibe, don't you think?
2: Gary Newman
0: mm,
3: okay. Yeah.
2: Mm. maybe when he started to use a, a a saxophone player in his music, but
0: Brian Frank I mean, he knows it right. I'm going to play a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gotta get it now. Brian's gonna get it. Oh, we lost Tyler. He's back. Okay.
2: Welcome back, Tyler.
0: Welcome back. Yep. We missed Sorry you. Sorry about that. No problem.
4: Phone <laughs> overheated, but now I've got it in front of the AC. Nice. What's the what's the process? weather like there? <laughs>
0: what's uh what's the temperature over there? Peter Cetera is oh. not the answer, Andy.
4: Uh it is. It says sixty nine, but that's not right. It's way hotter <laughs> than that. I think it's probably like eighty outside.
0: That song is "I Eat Cannibals" by Total. Isn't that Cleo? Isn't that supposed to be Cleo? I think it's. I
2: thought it was Colo.
0: Oh, Total Colo. Here Yeah. Your love is so edible to me. He got the one of the words in the song though. All right, so uh, this is it. Do you want to change anything uh, up here, Mark? Or Are we going to go with the standard point system? So close today.
2: Yeah, we'll do it. Let's let's see if grease call, grease ball can keep his. Uh,
0: okay, here first we go. Place. Last track. Everybody, get ready. We did this one last week. I,
2: think. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, no. Last week was uh, 1986.
0: Two weeks ago then we did this because I only played the first part of that. I didn't even do the did, 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 and someone got it. Oh! And I think it was Brian. Well, oh, split. split. They split it again. They split it again. Wow. It was close. Half point. For Brian and a half point for Greaseball. Ball. All right, let's tally it up. Yeah, tally
2: it up. Yeah, Greaseball yeah. came in first place with three and a half. Brian Fober in second. Third place is Andy Baldwin and then a three-way with Tyler. Choose blown and gives their FX. Thank you for playing everybody. Let's get on to this interview.
0: Sweet. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, okay, we're gonna play a little um intro for you here. That's the sound of a guest being invited to the show. Welcome again to the show. Mr. Tyler Bushnell of Polygate. Welcome to the show, buddy.
4: Awesome. Thanks guys. Uh, much appreciated for, for having me. And, um, and again, super sorry for my uh, tardiness.
0: Oh, don't worry Perfect. about it. Perfect timing. We like to work, and it worked out great. So we're right on time at 8 o'clock. Usually that's when the interview starts. So uh, we're glad you're on board. Why don't you start telling us a little bit about yourself and this project you have going?
4: Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I uh, grew up um, very close to The arcade space uh basically you know we started my dad would take us to trade shows uh since the time we were we could walk essentially going to um both arcade trade shows as well as uh, gaming trade shows like e3 um so so really really great like going to the the trade the arcade trade shows as a kid in the 80s was awesome because it's just this giant arcade of free games. Right. And like the, the crane machines are all on free play. Uh, and those bastards would, would screw shut the the doors. So you couldn't get the thing that you felt like you deserved, uh, Unless it was candy. You got to keep the candy. Uh, so that was, That's cool. nice. we'd, we, yeah, we'd end up with like a better take than Halloween.
3: Um,
4: so, so that was super fun. Uh, and, uh, and then, Right out of college, I worked for uh, a company called Wink, one of my dad's uh, startups as well. Uh, that was like a bar top touchscreen uh, arcade company, right? I mean, Remember those things with the picture matching and stuff? And in
0: case oh, yeah. the audience hasn't figured it out yet, the guy that ran Wink is Nolan Bushnell. Your dad. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, that guy. (laughs) You
0: do look a little like him, actually. I think you you must get that, all the, the, you know, but you you do look a a lot like your dad.
4: Oh, totally. Well, so uh, my my brother, Gavin, you see pictures of my dad at at his age, and you're like, oh, my God, that's the same person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: His genes uh, are strong.
4: we all we all are, are, are pretty re- resemble each other but usually people don't um catch us as being siblings until we laugh uh oh. we tend to have all the same laugh just a slightly different octave
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome so you were saying uh you s you, in college you worked for U Ink.
4: yeah for U uh so spent some time there and then uh uh, after that, I went uh, built uh, went into software, built building uh, backend web systems for a web advertising company, um, and then uh, more recently uh, started Polycade. Um, as uh, so that, that that began as a Kickstarter, um, which was was awesome. You know, I I'm such a fan of the Kickstarter platform.
0: Yeah, it's um, pretty cool.
4: Yeah, it's it's so great to be able to basically test to see if something's going to work right when 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 we, we, we first were building polycade it was like okay like do people want this we're not sure um and and so that was it's a great way to test the waters um and also shout out to our kickstarters they've been really awesome uh full disclosure that was 3 years ago and we're sending out our final kickstarter machines in the next 2 weeks cool uh so though their support has been really crucial. Um,
0: and, and you had, what your goal, what was your uh, monetary goal for
3: that?
4: Uh, so we put 20 grand, um, and, uh, we, we raised one twenty five, Um, and we were kind of thinking that, uh, you know, if it was 20 grand, then that's me in my garage building, you know, 20 machines or, or 15 as it were. Um, and then if we, if we do more, then, then we'll figure out a, a, a different route around it. Uh, sure. So at 125, we, we got manufacturers involved. Um, and nice. so, yeah, that was a big adventure uh, since my, most of my background is in software. Uh, it was a lot of learning, uh, of figuring out just prototyping, hardware, uh, manufacturing And so, so after the Kickstarter finished, I spent uh, basically a year and a half by myself uh, prototyping what the product would be um, because it turned, when you finish a Kickstarter and you're like, oh God, people want this and like (laughs) 75 of them want it and like, we're about to ship this thing all over the States and the current thing that we have, it turns out kind of sucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, we promised like a painted cabinet, painted wooden cabinet uh, with a raspberry Pi inside. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, painted cabinet is like the worst idea ever. Uh, it's expensive to do and it dents easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a raspberry Pi is great. Uh, I think that's a great way to run, run a platform. Um, but it didn't make sense for us for a variety of other reasons. Um, sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a, it is a great platform. I think they're, there are some challenges it still needs to overcome. Uh, your hardware seems pretty robust. So what do you stick inside the thing now?
4: So now we, we use a full gaming PC. Okay. Uh, and so this, yeah, it's got a 1050 GTX. Uh, you can play your retro titles, but you can also play Street Fighter V and Mortal Kombat 10 and, yeah. and other titles that are coming off of Steam and, and other platforms like that.
0: So you're running Windows then on those PCs? Are you but
4: That's right, yeah, and and very, very reluctantly, might I add. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I hear you. Uh, um, But but
0: as a Steam platform, you kind of have to do that because um, if you want to provide thousands of games, you can provide hundreds with the cross-platform Linux games, which run fine on Ubuntu and other operating systems, right, right. RetroPie and whatever else. But uh, I imagine you made the choice based on the fact that you can run every game on Windows.
4: Exactly. Yeah. And 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 really like you know probably the most driving titles are Street Fighter 5 and Mortal Kombat 10 which only run on Windows. Well, um, yeah.
0: And that brings me to two design questions. Uh first of all, you mentioned painted cabinets suck. Uh so, uh what did you go to?
4: So, uh we we right now we're on version 2. Uh version 1 of the cabinet was a uh wooden laminated cabinet. Um, and then we had a couple metal components. One was the, the, the control panel portion mm-hmm. uh, was made out of powder coated steel. Cool. Uh, and then the, what we call the speaker panel, which is where our logo is. And, and the two speaker grates, uh, that was also steel.
0: And um, where did you get the idea for the, the wedge shape?
4: Uh, so the wedge shape came about, uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one was that, uh, the design of the cabinet, so part of the the driving force behind the design, was that uh, I wanted to put the cabinet into my living room. Um, and my wife uh, is kind of like an interior designer, uh, And so when she you know when I said, hey babe, i'm going I'm going to put this arcade, I'm going to build an arcade cabinet, and I'm gonna put it in the living room. She said, no, you're not uh, <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> um, and so then we got to negotiating and, uh, you know, I went to my design doc and played around with it and I'm like, okay, well what about this? Uh, and she's like, okay, that can go in the living room. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, so the wedge shape where like we could technically fit the hardware that we need inside the machine, uh, like we could potentially cut off the bottom of it. Um, from a design perspective, I don't like how that looks. Uh, I think that that like bottom section kind of helps to like even out the, the flow of the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kept that and, and it also gives us a lot of space to put, uh, Stuff. You know, whatever kind of PC in there. We don't have to really like, and eventually
0: uh, coin or whatever you want. No, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we are developing a pay to play version now, Cool. Um, but it will be cashless.
0: I, I was actually thinking about that when I was looking at your website. This is a very modern machine. Normally we don't talk about modern stuff on the show a whole lot, but we kind of dabble in all areas. We go to console games and arcade games. Our focus is like the classics, right? But but right. this is such a unique piece, and it lets you play the classics. And we're seeing a lot of that right now. Uh, Brian can attest to that. He's involved with uh, a local group that's doing a great game called uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. And then there's uh, Death Ball, and there's Black Emperor, and Killer Queen, and all these really cool games that are coming out that have this really retro vibe to them. And yeah. the, the one thing I love about the Polycade is this clean design, but then you've got this like, Atari-esque swoop of color coming down the side. Uh,
4: it's like it, art.
0: It's like art. It is. It's 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 modern art.
4: Yes. Uh, well, thanks, guys. It's it's you know the the uh, something that was important to to us was uh, making a modern looking machine uh, while also capturing some of the retro sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of like our goal was to have one foot on both sides. That's awesome.
0: And then I love the cashless idea because now I can walk up with my Android pay and go, and I can play a game.
4: nicely Yeah, exactly. And I
0: won't ever know how much I'm paying.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: because, wanna, because you'll totally. make me qualify for three bucks and then you'll charge well, me some unknown amount of money.
4: <laughs> uh, we're, 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 it's going to work for you. Trust me. <laughs> and, and then also, uh, we'll 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 share your high scores with your friends. So, oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, so when you when when Brian beats your high score down at at Mo's Pub, it's gonna <laughs> let you know like, hey, Brian beat your high score. You better get back to Moe's to reclaim your title.
1: <laughs> you know, I I I gotta say, so we got to see these uh, in person out at the Amusement Expo in Vegas a few weeks ago, and uh, the so they look great, but they also feel great. I mean, this is a a solidly built machine, the controls are not like cheap, you know, Chinese controls. These are legitimate buttons, legitimate joysticks. I mean, everything on this machine feels like the quality you'd expect uh, out of somebody who really took the time to design something. So, you know, kudos to you, Tyler. I mean, you did a, a nice job putting something really nice together.
4: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, I think, Brian. That means that means a lot coming from you, uh, especially.
0: Yeah, he's he's um, he's got the the touch for that sort of thing, and he he sells those parts for a reason. Which is why how you guys hooked up. Why don't you tell us a, tell us a little bit how you guys uh, ended up meeting each other anyway?
4: Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, interestingly, about a year ago, or maybe two years ago, right around that time. Uh, we were working with a manufacturer helping them out with an arcade project. Uh and they were also put in touch with Brian. Um and and so uh and then we got we got connected through that as well.
0: Okay, cool. So you know yeah. each other for a little bit and then you see each other at trade shows, blah blah blah. And now you're yeah, on the well, show.
4: So that was, the amusement expo was the first time I got to meet Brian in person.
1: Cool. He uh, says yeah. it like it was a, a good thing, is it? You had to meet Brian in person, not got to meet Brian in person. I mean, he showed up at 2am outside of his hotel room. Wait. Um, oh, that's
4: great. Also, to go back to the, the, the cabinet build uh, briefly, uh, where version 1 was wood with metal components, version 2 is all steel. Oh, um, cool. All fully powder-coated steel.
0: That's awesome. Very robust. And it, actually, that must help with the weight and when you play the game, uh, the mounting system is very simple. When you put the brackets on the wall, you can basically just hang the thing on the wall. Um, how much does it weigh to- total?
4: Uh, it's about 160 pounds.
0: Okay. So it's uh, not, it doesn't really move anywhere when you're, when you're moving.
4: No, no. And
0: does it lock into place when you put it on that bracket?
4: It does. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you can't slide it back and forth like a TV on accident.
4: You can slide it back a little bit, but but 160 pounds is is enough that uh, it doesn't really move.
0: Yeah, and that's important when you're playing fighting games. I think
4: you know. Oh, definitely. You got to yeah, have that yeah, feel. Sure.
0: Yeah. Right. So interesting thing. I I, I actually a buddy and my and I were talking about a home use product, and I was like, I want to put something on the wall because the, you, then you don't have to worry about you know the the big arcade game obviously is not going to get tipped over, but you don't have to worry about somebody like complaining about it shifting around even on like cocktails and and uh and uh cabaret games sometimes people jank the yank on those joysticks so hard the game actually moves and so right. we, we came up with the idea well let's let's build one put it on the wall and apparently you beat us to it
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
4: <laughs> yeah you know it's interesting actually uh we the 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 wall mount was not part of the original product like the very the very
0: uh oh! Uh
2: oh! Whoops! The wall mount not a, not part of the original product. So right, we really got to remember
0: that. Okay, I've got it. I got it in my head. All right. Oh, he's back. He's the, back. This is where you left off. It said the wall mount.
4: Yeah. You, you guys hear me again? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh. We
0: got you loud and clear.
4: Okay. Um. So yeah, the the original product went all the way down to the floor. Yeah. Um, but because it was so shallow, uh, the distance from the wall to the front of the cabinet was so little that, uh, yanking on the joysticks, you would pull it forward. Oh yeah. Um, right. And so we had to attach it to the wall as part of like keeping it in place. Sure. Cause you wanted um, a
0: shallow footprint. Uh, so it was kind of yeah. like buying an Ikea bookshelf.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and, And so, like, during thinking about that, we were like, okay, we're going to send this out. People are going to set it against the wall. They're not going to follow our instructions and screw it into the wall. And then they're going to walk away, and the baby's going to come up and pull on the joystick, and now we're going to have a squish
0: thing. And you're going to make the news.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, So that's cool. We decided to just cut off the bottom wall mount the thing, which also actually helps a lot on shipping uh,
0: shipping costs. How how did you come up with the name Polycade?
4: Uh, so in whenever naming a company, I've named a lot of companies. I've only started one uh, <laughs> and, and actually named a lot of companies that never existed. Um, but uh, so when picking one, it's always trying to find. I usually try to mash up some words. Yep. Um, and then just because uh, most important to me is to get the domain name. Yeah. Um yeah. And so we want something that's like relevant to what we're doing and has an open domain. Um, and so poly means many kid. Uh, yep. You know,
0: yeah, that's, that's great. I, and I, I, I assumed that was kind of where it came from. I was wondering if there was any, anything else to it. And I love, I love that process. In fact, when we came up with arcade radio, um, arcade radio was already taken arcade com. But yeah. when I, I thought, well, what if I just drop the a and then I can make yeah. this cool logo And I'll have it be, you know, these two R's that come together and see what that looks like. And this came up, like, accidentally came up as, like, a space invader. And I was like, okay, shit, that's really cool.
4: Yeah. (laughs) You know what? It also looks like uh, two space, I'm blanking, Uh, yellow cabinets, back-to-back, computer space. Oh, yeah. 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 You're right.
0: Yes, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah.
4: So it's yeah, yeah. it's funny that you
1: mentioned the, the um, site name, getting the .dot the .com, because when we started Paradise Arcade Shop, I, I literally fell into it by accident. And I bought some buttons from China, resold them on KLOV. They sold incredibly fast. So I'm like, all right, let's try doing that again. And I bought them for myself, but you had to buy 200 instead of 10 that I needed. And so <laughs> I just started doing this over and over. I decided, all right, let's make Paradise Arcade Shop. So, I'd never done a website. I'd never done any of this. Got onto, like, Google or something, like, Google webpages. Built this whole website, Paradise Arcade. I had checked, and the .com was available. In the two weeks it took me to put the website together, somebody bought ParadiseArcade.com.
3: No <laughs> and So, I'd way. done this
1: whole website around, like, with, like, little logos. They were terrible logos, but, like, I'd done all this work, and I'm like, shit, I'm not going to change this now. So, I went... I, I bought paradise, you know, so I added the shop. Right. And, and the really funny part about it was I later was criticized. People said, well, you're just trying to jump off of arcade shops name. And I said, actually, no, I like did. I told them the story. This is what happened and the response was well that's the dumb way of doing it and i'm like yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs>
3: thanks tassels yeah. like, yeah,
1: thank you uh,
3: I screwed it up
1: I- the first time <laughs> next I- time i start an arcade shop i'll get it right <laughs>
0: well at least you're, at least with at least with polycade and paradise arcade shop you guys have got excellent seo out of the box well i bogarted the questions here for the first few minutes so uh, mark brian would chime in
1: well, so, uh, there was a question, uh, well, let's actually move back. What are <clears throat> we talking a lot about the polycade and the polycade can play a number of games. What's your favorite game to play either on the polycade or not?
4: Yeah. Um, will I be ostracized for choosing a modern game?
1: No, not
0: at all. all. <laughs> not at all.
4: We all love this. I'll be both. Uh, so my, my, my favorite, um, my favorite of the classics oh. would be a tough one. Either Arkanoid or um, I'm a big fan of Donkey Kong Jr. Okay, um, cool. Just just because I grew up with that cabinet in the house. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on the modern side, uh, Dead Cells is fantastic.
0: Dead Cells. Oh, I'm gonna wow. have to look that up. Yeah, and that's a, is that a, a PC game?
4: It's a PC game. It's uh, I think they, they've, they've now got it on um, Switch and stuff too. But
3: oh, that it's looks a, pretty.
4: Um, it's beautiful graphics with like you know it's pixel graphics and then um, with shadows and stuff. Wait, uh, I think I played this. It's it takes a second, right? Your first run through, you're like, all right, I don't know, whatever. And then you, you switch, if you if you give it a little more time, you get hooked and you get hooked hard.
0: Oh, this um, is cool! It's got that, like you were saying, it's got that retro vibe, and it's—I have not played this. It looks like a, a different game I played, but this is not. It. This is cool. I want to try this out. Like
1: it looks like a modern Metroid. Is it on Steam?
4: uh It is on Steam. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. I'm going <laughs> to add it to my queue. Uh,
4: yeah, that's a great one. Also, speedrunners when it comes to two two player games.
0: Yes. Yeah. Speed Ramers, uh that that was released as a beta on St- on Steam. I have that. That's a good game.
4: Yeah, that's a great.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Sweet.
4: Row Force. If you've tried
1: Row Force, Force is good. Row Force is a blast with a group of people.
4: Yeah, that is just,
1: that's just. We play great. that with my son and a couple of his friends, and it's just uh, there's a lot of hooting and hollering, and it's just a fun game.
0: Mark, what's your yeah. favorite classic game and your favorite modern game? Mine. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. Uh well my favorite classic game is Super Pac-Man.
0: Awesome.
2: Yes. And my favorite uh I, I would have to say Counter-Strike is really my really? most
0: favorite. Yeah, I love Counter-Strike. I did not know that about you.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh Quake 2 technically uh, is like oh. right behind that. Yes. I don't know why I love Quake <laughs> 2 so much more than Quake 1 or, you know, Quake 3 or whatever.
0: I but am that yeah. we we are definitely kindred spirits. because oh, Quake Two okay. was my jam. <laughs> I was I was known as uh, Spidey because you load up LMCTF, Loki's minions capture the flag was yes. a mod. Remember that? And you could and it was the first of one course. you could shoot. And you had an offhand grapple, so I would actually grapple. And there was no no distance you couldn't grapple. Right. So I would capture the flag. And then I would sh- shoot my grapple to one end of the the map as far as I could do it, and then oh I would jump God. up in the air, and then I would turn around and start shooting everybody. <laughs> and I, I was a really good camper myself. And then I would just get and then like my friends started calling me Spidey. Oh, uh, I was Rocket Man for a while because I would just rocket jump everywhere. God, I love Quake 2. Wow. How about you? <laughs> How about you, Brian? What's your classic and your modern?
1: Uh classic is uh, Spy Hunter 100%. Oh, really. Uh, I I played it in the cockpit version, love it. Um can never get enough of it. So the Peter Gunn theme music blasting in your ears combined with shooting up the cars you're driving down the road kind of th- makes me think of a, a better way to do my morning commute.
0: Next time we have Brian F. Cullen on the show, I'm going to play <laughs> this clip. I want to play this clip and he's just going to be like, "Oh, it's fan service, buddy." For-
1: Brian knows. I mean, I like every time <laughs> I see Brian, I talk to him about spy hunter every, I, I actually at California and not at California, at a California Florida free play, free play Florida two, three years ago. Yeah. I had him sitting on the prototype version of the cockpit seat playing at an upright one so that we could advertise that the seat had prototypes done. Yeah. So we took the seat and put it on a regular chair and had him sitting on it. Modern games. Um, I just, I actually don't play many modern games. I go and play a few bro forces one I've enjoyed, but like a lot of the modern games are my son grabbing me saying, dad, play me at star Wars, play me at this, play me at that. Uh, the latest one he's pulling me in on all the time is smash brothers. So, mm. but, um, it's more like, you know, him grabbing me and saying, play me at this and, and we go and have some fun playing it. And then I take a week or two off and he learns how to kick my ass and <laughs> we move on to the next game. <laughs>
0: Um so I have a couple of I'll I'll share mine real quick. I I don't want to steal yours all your stuff Mark, but one of my first games ever was uh, Super pack on the cocktail. And <laughs> I bought that game. I played it at the Taco House and I played Eddie Grant. That was my first uh quarter I stuck in at that uh, jukebox. Um anyway, that that game uh Brad Lutz restored one a couple years ago and it's gorgeous, it's like brand new, and so i I spent the most money I've ever spent on a game on Super Pac-Man because I like it so much uh, and then Tron, probably Tron for the old ones um, uh, just because I love the sound and everything that was coming out of it, and it just really felt like a like one of the few times a movie franchise was made into a game and it didn't suck so
3: uh,
0: right modern games uh the Swapper. have you ever guys played that? On Steam, uh, the swapper, the swapper. Yeah. so you're like, uh, this it's a space, there's a story, and uh, you're the space guy, and you can clone yourself, and it's like a puzzle platformer, so you got to clone yourself to get to different parts of the game. It's real moody, it's got really dark, like, think, of, think of like if Alien was made into a game, it's got this creepy yeah. story, there's moody music, you don't know if you're gonna die, and if you do die. You just clone yourself. So it's really interesting game mechanics. Super fun. It's not that it's not that long. It takes It's like 15 bucks. Probably takes you like four hours to finish or less, but super fun. Uh, and then I'm a diehard rocket league fan. Just play. Oh that. yeah. I play that all the time. So yeah. Good. So uh, back to the questions, guys, what do you got in that? what you got in that pipe?
2: Hey, so, uh, Oh, oh, go ahead, ahead Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 I'll, I'll take the next
0: one. I raised
1: my hand. <laughs> I got it. I got it.
0: Let's give him the um, talking stick. Here you go.
1: All right. I got it. I, I've got the stick. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you kind of gave us the history of like what you were, like how you evolved into where you are now and your your path. I mean, it, the, was there, as you were growing up, was this kind of the profession you knew you'd end up in? I mean, were you like, was this like you saw the writing on the wall, you knew where you're going or was this a, you know, something you kind of something turned the course and you said, this is what I'm going to do.
4: So I think growing up, I always wanted to work in gaming. Um, I think that, uh, you know, with the, uh, with, with my dad being who he is and whatnot, um, that can create a lot of, uh, you feel like if you're gonna enter the space, you better do something epic. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so
0: you so, could have rebelled. You could have done the opposite. I, I'm gonna be a writer, Dad. I'm gonna write. Oh, totally. Books. You know.
4: I, I could have, but but I was so passionate about games that that and like then also with the the connection, it was like this is what I'm meant to do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and but then you you spend a lot of time being like, okay, I'm I'm gonna not step in unless, uh, unless I'm really knocking it out of the park. Um, and so, so that, 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 that was like very, uh, uh, crippling in some ways. Um, and so, you know, finally, uh, just decided, you know, Hey, let's, let's go for this. Um, and a Kickstarter was a nice, nice little push on that as well, because you, you get the project up and then people back you and you're like, Oh, I can't like this is this is going and <laughs> now I'm to <laughs> right? produce it.
0: So uh who else helped who's who are your business partners on this deal?
4: So so uh at the when I launched the Kickstarter with my, my brother Dylan and uh my friend Charlie
3: mm-hmm.
4: um and then not too long after uh they they basically helped get the Kickstarter go they helped on a lot of things um and and then shortly thereafter uh I you know I realized that I needed to spend some time alone uh, prototyping and figuring it all out. Uh, so I kind of, I went solo for uh, two and a half years then. Okay. Um, and, and then a year ago I brought on a co-founder uh, and now uh, we went through a, an accelerator program and, and over the summer hmm. um, and now we are a team of six.
0: That's awesome. Oh, wow. is, that's really that's- great. Well, congratulations on that. By the way, I love, I love the marketing materials. I love your target audience that you're clearly uh, going after a little younger audience. Um, uh, but you're definitely capturing the attention of, of those of us who are looking for, a, you know, to fill a tight space, so to speak. Um,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: you know, we can't all have 20 games in our basement. Uh, so I I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
0: not enough. Brian, I think has thirty.
2: <laughs> I have forty six in my house. Come on,
0: forty six. Holy, That's correct. Uh, wow, yeah. Just nice. A lot of dick nice. a, around here. Not
2: anybody can live in a patio home and squash forty six games into a house. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you don't have a basement, do you? I do not. I'm in Texas. You can't dig. There's clay. Oh. Yes. Uh, hey, so Tyler, I have a question. Your um, who do you consider your like professional mentor? Like who are you, who's your motivation as far as, you know, what you do?
4: Um, That's that tough one. is a good question. I mean, you know, uh, my dad's always been a, a, a big role model for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, aside from him, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, but, right?
0: <laughs> I <think laughs> yeah, be, wait I, a minute. I want to say that again.
2: This may be <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like a made man. You're your own guy, I think, is 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 really what I'm sensing. Because Could, I, I think you've sort of sort of gone out on your own here, you know, in no man's land essentially.
0: I, I need this clip though. I need you to say it because we just talked over you. Did we? Yeah. Okay. He says, Yeah, my dad. Uh-huh. You just have to say that one yeah. more time. <laughs> yeah, my dad.
4: My dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad. <laughs> totally.
0: That's what I was looking for. Nah. That way, when I go into post and I edit it, I can steal that.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. So, so let me give my follow up question. Um, and, and it's <laughs> it's funny they've written notes next to my follow up question that says that he's given a lot of history, but my 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 question is were there any circumstances where just the right things happened in the, or in the right order? Or was this completely like, you know, something wrong happened and then it got you in this direction? Like, was there any kind of weird, you know, push that happened? Like, Oh my gosh, I got to do this or something or.
4: Yeah. So, so, um, I would say like us going, so about a year ago, um, with Polykate, kid, uh, I, I hit a wall, um, where essentially uh you know we've been it's been a bootstrapped project the whole way through uh bootstrapping a hardware company is like not for the faint of heart um
0: good luck atari 2.0 what's that good luck atari (laughs) 2.0 yeah totally totally (laughs) they're kind of the same boat as you the vcs right they they announced in May of twenty or June of 2017. They kick-started in May of 2018. They just announced a new processor this year. So anyway, yep. go on with your bad right. self.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a backer on that project.
0: So you're saying not for the faint of heart.
4: Right, totally. Yeah, I mean, so so about a year ago, it was things were looking kind of scary. Uh, we were running out of money. Uh, didn't have enough cash to run the next manufacturing um it was getting pretty shaky uh it was about that time that that we went out and applied for uh the TechStars program uh accelerator program um and that came together i was very apprehensive about the program um i didn't know what to expect and
0: uh that's and uh, your, your
4: giveaway, for, a cut of the company
0: for our listeners that accelerator program is put on by Comcast
4: so it's it's TechStars in partnership with Comcast NBC.
0: Okay, great. Wow. So Comcast NBC and Tech Star Stars.
4: Tech Stars, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Tech is a, basically a major uh, accelerator.
0: Uh, so they're like network. a they're like a venture venture capitalist uh, f- for a number. They do this for a number of startups, right? So they'll pick right. you apply, and then they select based on your products and your pitch. And right. a little bit like shark tank, I would guess
4: <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's quite like shark tank. Um, and, and I, I think, you know, the, the acceptance rate for these programs is, uh, hard, it's harder to get into than Harbor.
0: Uh, wow. Actually. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did. Cause it puts you on the map. Uh, it's yeah, pretty totally. exciting.
4: Yeah. I mean, so, so that I would say like in terms of the right thing happening at the right time, uh, us getting in and and going to TechStars was definitely that.
0: And inc- incidentally, uh, because of that, um, you got written up in the New York Times, right?
4: No, so the, actually the Wall Street the Wall Street Journal Wall Street Journal uh, happens, sorry yeah yeah that that came uh, earlier than that okay yeah
0: that's cool you um, so you had some good press early on.
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we 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 did. We were fortunate to get uh some great press early on. Uh and you know, I think that's uh very I think I can I can owe that, you know, uh Nolan Bushnell's son creating an arcade machine. Uh apparently is a story that like people want um, want to tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that's
0: I got to ask you a question well. about that. So you, you, obviously Nolan's a uh um, a formidable uh, presence in arcade gaming and gaming in general, having created Chuck E. Cheese and all that sort of thing. Uh, we wanted to focus on Polycade and you today, which we are doing, I I hope successfully. Um, and, but it's, you kind of, you don't want to be in his shadow, um, but there's advantages to being his son. So can you tell us what that's like?
4: totally so so that is an interesting thing uh you know growing up uh i learned quickly to never mention uh the the connection to atari and, and chuck and cheese and whatnot just because you know as a kid you don't want people like trying to be your friend
0: because of that. right and, that's totally understandable it's like when you have a friend who has a pool and you're just like i'm over to use your pool not to be your friend
3: exactly
4: <laughs> yeah totally totally <laughs> Uh, oh, and so that's always been the... something that I don't
1: mention. Sorry, or when your friend had the game system you always wanted to play and you just showed up at his house to play it.
0: <laughs> well, that's right, really, Brian. That's the only reason I go to your house because you have a pool and 20, 30 games in, in your house.
1: I know, I know, and a trailer for your Monaco GP. <laughs> that's true. That's right. true. <laughs> so, sorry, you were saying that you, you wouldn't mention that, right? Sorry, didn't mean.
4: Yeah. Well, so, so I wouldn't mention that. Uh, and you know, running this project is the first time, you know, when we launched the Kickstarter, uh, that was one of the first lines on the Kickstarter. And it was like, it was a hard thing to push through because, uh, you know, you you don't want to have that, that shadow association, but you're like, okay, I'm making an arcade machine and I'd be a complete Fucking idiot! I didn't mention
3: <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, and he signed cartridges for your Kickstarter too, right?
4: Yeah, totally. So, so he was, was another.
0: He was supporting you.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. And and so that was actually a, an algorithmic strategy um, where Kickstarter bases a lot of your um the ordering of your project and and stuff on uh, how much how many backers you get, how quickly and how much money you raise. how quickly.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: so the, the more that you're doing, the higher you go up in their rankings. So, uh, the, the cartridges was like an easy, our problem was that we were selling a, a 15, we were selling product for 15, 15. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the sweet spot for kickstarters is like a hundred bucks. So we were way over that range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we I wanted to make sure we have a, a bunch of adopters right away
0: I think it's great if you go out to the Kickstarter page it lays out in detail all the things you gave away and I thought I thought it was a really great strategy what you guys did uh, I just want to say that because it's when you're starting a business and you're doing Kickstarter and I've, I've been involved with Kickstarters that have failed and and where they don't deliver and so congratulations on 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 your and uh, on your achieving your goal this year. So that's pretty cool. But, uh, it's really sweet. Like when you look at which the effort that you had to put in, I was like, how did they get this money? You know, like I'm always interested how how they get this money. And you can see that there were people that were legitimately interested in buying these either. And and maybe you can talk about this. Where do these things end up? Are they in offices? Are they in corporate buildings? Are they at homes?
4: So for our kickstarters, um, almost all of those, like, I would say 95% of those machines uh, went to homes, That's um, with the other 5% going to, uh, like company offices.
0: Okay.
4: Um, okay. today we sell machines to, uh, doctor's offices, um, you know, corporate offices and, and tech companies and stuff, uh, as well as, uh, co-working spaces. So, so we work has recently, um, purchased a bunch of our machines and they're, they're putting them into their co-working spaces.
0: That's, I was like thinking this would be perfect for, for work. Uh, can you put it on the wall and people can't destroy it, especially if it's metal? Um, right. You know, and I mean, maybe I'll buy one and become an operator. (laughs) Once you get the one, once you get the one I can charge for. (laughs)
4: Yeah, totally. So that, that we should have that available in about uh, two months. Sweet.
1: Um, I'm just scheming how I could get my office to buy one.
4: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Put one in the waiting room.
1: (laughs) Why are you an hour behind on a schedule today? Oh,
4: gosh, I just had to get to that next level there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's there's a lot of data that says, you know, five minute breaks at work improve productivity. Uh, So buy buy a polycade and you'll actually get more done.
0: I like that. That's a good slogan. Um, the, the next thing is uh, one of the chatters just asked. In addition to Steam, can you run uh, emulation or sideload other things?
4: Yeah. So, so uh, the Steam we chose Steam as the platform because uh, you know there's such a universe of games available.
0: Plus, you can um, totally dismiss any licensing because it's all on the it, end user.
4: Precisely. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, we don't ship. Um, Pirated content, right? Uh, and uh, you do still have like Pac-Man and, and Galaga and a lot of these other titles available on Steam. Um, but uh, we 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 were, you know. That being said, you do, you know. I think ROMs and emulation is a very important part of this space, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we set up the system to uh, you can load up. We've got all of the emulators pre-configured uh, oh, for cool. all of the primary systems, um, and you can drop ROMs into a specific folder, and then we've got a script that will load them into your Steam interface. Gotta so, love
0: a software developer getting a hold of a game.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so that way, you get one interface to browse your Steam games as well as your ROMs and stuff. Um, <laughs>
0: The and chatters so, say the cops are coming to get you. Right when you started talking about ROMs, too, it was a little creepy.
1: Oh, right. we <laughs> a siren in the background. It was. It was. The timing was kind of impeccable.
4: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I could Well, yeah. Well, let's. Uh,
0: <laughs> we we'll can go on going. and on.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could talk more about that, but um, <laughs> we do uh we are actually now licensing some of these retro titles um and so uh and and also where steam was a, a great way to get started uh we are developing our own platform our own software platform now oh good um yeah and so that's actually uh we'll uh, we're already deploying that to machines that are in doctors offices and and those kind of spaces um and then, uh, and, and of course the pay-to-play machines will run on our, our software. So
3: cool. I,
1: there was a question, another question from the chat, um, a little bit more specific than one of the ones that was asked earlier is what your favorite game was. Somebody asked, uh, Andy Baldwin asked, what was your favorite
4: Atari game? Oh, so, okay. This is embarrassing.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be quiet so we can pull the clip. Well,
4: <laughs> Yeah. So we never really played Atari.
0: So, oh, nice. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you had a Donkey Kong... Because I was wondering about that, because you had a Donkey Kong Jr., and there was another game, but it wasn't Atari. Uh,
4: I, so uh, Arkanoid is one of my favorite games. We didn't have that. Yeah. Um, we did have Super Breakout, which I love. Yeah. Uh, actually, I kind of like Super Breakout more than Arkanoid. Okay. Oh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also had Pango. Uh, those were the... the the machines that we had at home growing up. Um, but
0: so Super Super Breakout?
4: Breakout's an Atari game. So I'll, I'll choose that.
0: <laughs> All right.
4: but, um, as far as the Atari console, for some reason, my dad never put that in front of us. Uh, we were born after he had sold it. Sure. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. I think, you know, the way that Atari closed out for him was, uh, maybe not the, the best, um, and a long longer story there yeah um sure but so i think for maybe that's a, a, like connected to why he never really put an atari console in front of us um but so and we were also the last of our friends to get a nintendo uh <laughs> so which i think was also part of that like uh you know open wound at the point at the sure moment.
0: sure <laughs> uh oh yeah there's a whole there's a whole history that we talk about it frequently on the show so we know we know darn well what happened and i could totally see it being a bittersweet thing for nolan so what about nintendo games
4: you have a favorite Uh, so nintendo games um i mean zelda (laughs) Uh,
0: yes the very first one right
4: yeah, yeah i mean i still remember getting that golden cartridge and being like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still play that once in a while. It's
4: so fun. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then,
4: so, have you beaten second Ganon?
0: I know no, I have not. Is it beatable? I don't know. I, I get, I get. It's, it's a big buy-in. You got to play a long time.
4: Oh my god! And there's so many things that you just. I mean, for first Ganon, you're just like, oh I know this because I was, yeah. you know, my friend showed me this secret, yeah. and my other friend showed me that secret. And on second Ganon, none of that's real. So you're literally like walking around bombing every single you know, stone wall. <laughs> trying to figure like, out where
0: the secret edges are. Oh, yeah. It's
4: yeah, awful. It's awful. Literally, uh, it's, yeah, it's brutal. Brutal. And, it's like, and I did that for like hours and hours and eventually was like <laughs> a level six just doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> well, and the other thing is like uh, Super Mario did the same thing, right? You get to the end and then it starts over harder. So like right. every, all the Koopas are now those little shell guys. And it just is exponentially harder. And then you're just like, no, I'm not gonna pay, I'm not playing again. I went through the whole yeah. thing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat the first one again. <laughs> yeah. So, Tyler,
1: have you seen uh have you seen the Zelda cabinet or the Zelda tribute cabinet that was made? No. There's a guy, Adam who, who's his name? Oh, uh uh
0: Sam Bauman. Uh, his name is Sam B A H M A N.
1: He made made these kind of stunning Nintendo cabinets that are are look gold, mm-hmm. and it's a Zelda theme. It's a really fascinating. If you have a chance, just Google it sometime. It's a they're 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 amazingly done. Uh, wow, it, it's, it's they're really cool.
4: Yeah, awesome. They're, awesome.
0: He, he's I'll uh, tell you guys a secret. Go ahead.
4: Um, we are making a gold plated polycap oh so that's cool oh. yeah no one's supposed to know it because uh we're, we're gonna work with like uh some influencer on it and so polycade, we want that to be the, the real drop but
0: polycade the le edition or,
4: okay, or we're we broadcasting yeah. it on the web
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we don't have that so we have about 200 subscribers there's about 20 people in the chat right now so you're you're good
4: Awesome. awesome. We'll, we'll yeah. tell them all to be it's, it's, quiet. We're, we're yeah, uh, we're close quarters. Uh, <laughs> <everyone> sh- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but great. I'd love to see this Zelda cabinet. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that up.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. He uh, artist by by trade, uh, and and does this in his spare time. He made a uh, he made an Oregon Trail game, and it has like oh. wood wood yeah. plank and big rivets. And it's it's amazing, and then and then several different uh, Nintendos. He's got and he did a Zelda cabinet. He did a um, Mega Man cabinet. He's working on a uh, what's the Scrooge
4: game? Uh, 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 oh, McDuck. Uh, no, what is it called? Ducktails.
0: Chat- DuckTales. Yes, yeah. which they redid for the PS3. Even I mean, it's like it, he's doing mad awesome work, and he puts oh, co- coin mix and all this stuff and. It looks just like an arcade game. So,
3: well, the
1: funny thing, like you meant when you mentioned, like the when you got the gold cartridge for Zelda, it's just kind of funny because, like, the cabinet the other ones are really cool art, but the cabinet you did for Zelda kind of like has that feel of the cartridge, right? I mean, it's this gold cabinet, and it was that when you open the cartridge and it kind of just shines, it's like. I don't know. It, it had that same feeling you had when you opened that uh, the Zelda for the first time, and thought, "Okay, this, is,
0: the this is amazing." He's not done with Ducktales, and he's working on a Ghostbusters one also. But the Ducktales cabinet is a vault, so it's got the big Scrooge thing on the side, and it's <laughs> it's it's even better than the Zelda cabinet. It's amazing.
4: Oh, so sweet!
0: Yeah, and and you should work on a deal with him. Trade him a you know Polycade or something for one of them because they're yeah, really cool. For the- <laughs>
4: The Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know whose work I really love Who's is at? is uh, is Love Hiltons. I'm not sure if I say that right, but uh, say it again. Uh, love Hilton. Okay. Uh, uh, have you guys seen his stuff? What does no. he do? So he's a um, he's like a craftsman out of uh, Sweden, I believe. Oh yeah yeah um, yeah yeah.
0: I know exactly who you're talking about.
4: Yeah, um, wood, really, really fine wood cabinets with like brass details. Uh, yeah, that,
0: the, the latest yeah, one is a that. Pet computer, right?
4: What What's that?
0: It's a uh, the, his latest one is a Commodore Pet. It's with a with a working tape drive where you press play to turn on the game, and it's got a MAME emulator in it. But it looks it looks so
1: cool. Um, yeah. Oh, but, these these bo- Yeah, I just pulled this. This looks that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. He does great, great work for sure. And I, if you, you, one thing that you may, uh, you may, if, looking at this stuff reminds me of there's a guy that made fight sticks on a limited, it's a one off, not kind of per order like this, uh, named B15 SDM. And he was out of England, an architect, and he would make these hand carved acrylic sticks to play Street Fighter, or PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, you know, those types of things. And the he made this um sound wave stick that looked like the Transformer sound waves. Whoa, cool. I mean, so it's you know, it one of the neat things, and I think that you you like the, the polycade really kind of and all of what's neat to see are are people using kind of new techniques, new ways of building things, uh pulling in some of the old retro using the new systems like steam, uh, bringing this out to the world. It's, it's really this resurgence of this interest in the classic games lately has been awesome. And to see what people are doing with it. I mean, I had never heard of this guy and this is just amazing stuff that he's doing with it. Um, seeing the systems that you guys have taken to the, like to hang on the walls. I mean, it's just, all of it is really, it's really fun. And especially for those of us who grew up with it, it's like, great to see people enjoying it again. Cause it was fun. I mean, it was a great time doing, playing these games. And I think people, the new games have their place, but these old games really had a, a certain amount of theory and other things to them that, um, it's nice to see preserved.
4: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, and, and to, you know, it felt for a moment, like, like some of these classics were just getting lost to the sands of time and, yep. and you know, the companies, uh, well, I won't talk about that actually. Um, the the you know most of the developers don't really have a lot of focus on them they're like oh we made that game but like we don't really care about it anymore is how it feels right (laughs) uh we're focused on the new games that we're making um and so it it just the last thing we want you know it's it's the it's you know these classics they're like art right and so like what if suddenly no one could go look at the mona lisa uh Yeah, it would be a tragedy. And and so I feel like, you know, preserving that stuff, which is why emulation is so cool. And I love that it's just generally, like, designed around replicating the exact experience, yep. uh, right? So, like, in Contra 2, called Super, Super C... There's always that moment on the third level boss where there's too many bullets on the screen and the whole thing slows down into slow mo, <laughs> you know, and that that's preserved. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I've noticed that in uh, playing Star Wars. If you on certain screens of playing Star Wars, if you fire fast enough, you can actually overload the system, slow it down, and flying through the towers is a little bit easier because the system <laughs> is not moving nice. quite as fast. It's yes. you know and it, it's funny cause you brought it apart and and to me it's um it's kind of like, to, so to me the emulation is kind of uh, when people do like reprints of the Mona Lisa or you get framed things. So people can, everybody can enjoy that in their house. And I think there's, there's a place for that that is absolutely essential for everybody to enjoy it. But then there's also this aspect of preserving the originals because there is a feel and a smell and a touch. And a, I mean, just how the whole thing fits together in these original cabinets that once they're lost, they're gone. The glow of a CRT, you know, I mean, it's just, you can't quite recreate that you can emulate it, but you can't quite recreate it um, on these newer monitors. And it, it really is neat to see people focusing on keeping some of that around.
4: Yeah. Like the barcade phenomenon and like, and that is really cool. Uh, You know, cause, and, and I totally agree with you. The Holy grail of this stuff is the original, the original machine. Uh, and, but you know, for most people, it doesn't make sense.
1: No, well, not everybody, you know, well, there's only one Mona Lisa, but there's hundreds of prints and pictures and people get to enjoy it. Um, it doesn't make the prints and pictures any less valuable or any from a perspective of being able to enjoy it. Right. But that original is important it's as well, important and as well. the prints wouldn't exist without the original. So, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So um, the next question nope. I had. Uh,
4: Wait a minute! I can't hear you, Adam.
0: Oh, that's okay. I'm not <laughs> that important. So,
4: <laughs> Brian, can you? Can I still hear you. No? I can hear you.
1: Did you lose me as well? Ah, there we go. Okay. There you go. Uh, so. Uh,
0: there was a question earlier. So um, what was it like to grow up in a house with multiple siblings and an inventor father? We sort of heard that that story. Uh, and then uh, one, one person dovetailed off that with, what is your earliest memory and realizing that your dad was sort of a big deal then? Like, when did you go, oh, he's kind of important? Was it at the shows or?
4: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what is my earliest memory... Uh, so I think, you know, the, I think the first thing that was the indicator, we grew up in a pretty big house, um, and, uh, and the first indicator for me was like when, you know, you brought a friend over and they were like, well,
0: <laughs> yeah. this is there's like um, there's a movie called The Toy at, with Richard Pryor it's horrible and and if you watch it it's very racist and out of date but the kid in it lives in this giant house and has like a go-kart and they have arcade games in the basement and I'm going to, my house is going to be that way someday I'm going to have a house that's <laughs> <laughs> going to be like that but I can imagine like going over to your house and going, you're the kid with the
4: toy <laughs> yes totally right right
0: and yeah. then you had all those friends who are like you guys have a pool uh oh, you have a hot tub oh you're my new best friend by the way <laughs>
4: right <laughs> yeah i mean it's so that was like both where we sort of realized that like oh wait there's there's a big deal here and we need to not talk about it <laughs> oh, yeah and we're making new friends <laughs> do you suppose i mean
0: you don't, I'm going to compliment you now, and I'm going to try not to sound like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> you seem pretty humble for, for growing up in, you know, relative, I don't know, I don't want to be, I don't want to overblow the whole thing, because I, I always look at everybody as a regular person. So if I were to meet Nolan, I would treat him like a regular guy, because I would just expect that he doesn't want people to fawn over him all, all the time. Yeah. You know? uh, I I'm think we really like
3: right yeah. for yeah.
0: Sure. And uh, I've, you know, whenever I meet a quote unquote famous person, I try to be as down to earth as possible. Uh, But uh, you seem kind of, you seem rather humble. Uh, You seem really down to earth. Did you you ever have a period in your life where you were just totally out of check? Uh, Or were you kind of raised to to have that humility uh, to treat people like regular people, etc.?
4: Yeah. I think, you know, my parents are really, I feel like great parents. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they were always, you know, my dad always made us work for our money. We never got free money. Um, and, and, you know, my mom's super down to earth. She's uh, of course, an ex-hippie, maybe not ex, actually.
0: <laughs> I love it.
3: Um,
4: and so, you know, and my dad also comes from, you know, humble beginnings. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that like where he had his moment of of that stuff going to his head, maybe a little bit or, or his, his success. Uh, I think he also, you know, like stepped back after that and was like, whoa, I don't want to be that guy. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think maybe that's, that's uh, part of it. Um, and you know, we also as a family, like I, you know, my dad had some, some ups and downs in business. Um, and so where we, we grew up from our earliest ages were, uh, you know, there was a lot of money, uh, it tended to kind of go away over time. Um, so maybe that, Maybe I could have been a bigger dickhead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's appreciate. You know, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. That's uh, it's not easy to to you know dig into that kind of question. So I, I appreciate sharing. Um, yeah, yeah, We are running out of time here, so I want to I want to look through the chat and ask a couple more questions, and then wrap her up for tonight, Brian. What you got on the docket over there?
1: I think uh, I don't see anything on the uh, chat right now. And uh,
0: well, I do want to say uh, I would love to see an arcade that is just polycades. Like Ooh. you walk in, <laughs> there's <with laughs> an espresso bar, craft coffee drinks, craft beers, and a, and just rows of polycades that people can sit in front of. Wouldn't that look you cool? In my
4: language. <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> you, you could have I, such I, a I nice. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a design for this, uh, and like a whole, like, I really, really want to build, uh, a, a polycade arcade. Um, it's probably not going to happen for a few years, but it's good to have uh, dreams. We've got some really cool ideas to put in there. <laughs> and uh, and I, I can't tell you about them cause I don't want someone else to do it.
0: No, no, don't, um, don't tell us. <laughs> no, keep that one,
4: keep that one quiet. Oh yeah, but but ooh, it's gonna be awesome.
0: I love it. So, what what would you say to other entrepreneurs that are thinking about doing something like this? They have an idea. They want to. Uh, obviously, you don't want them to make a polycade, uh, but <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> like they have an idea. Um, what would be your advice to them?
4: So, uh, first and foremost, go and read a book called The Lean Startup. Um, okay. I don't remember the name of the writer, but that one, it's a very popular book, and that will pop right up. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that is because it talks about, you know, so so often when someone's starting a company, they're like, I have this idea, and it's going to work like this, and so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it like that, right? Yep. And you're making a lot of assumptions, and you don't necessarily know, like, do people want this? You know, do they want to interact with it in this way? Do they want to pay money for it? Um, this basically has you test from a data-driven, uh, perspective, uh, as quickly as you can so that you can iterate quickly and you don't spend a whole, you know, you don't spend six months building something that you then go out and market test and the market's like, Oh, actually we don't want that. Sure. Um, right. And so, so that's number one, Uh, number two, Kickstarter is fantastic. It only works for certain types of projects. Um, Usually some kind of consumer hardware product tends to be the the case for it. Uh, In the event that Kickstarter is a platform that works for what you're doing, do that first. Uh, Because this also goes back to the lean startup where you're basically able to test something before it really exists.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's Um, cool. So those are your two. That's 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 your two two main advice pieces of advice, and that guy is uh, Eric Reese or Rice R I E S.
4: That sounds yep. Yep. And
0: and it's available on Amazon on either hardcover or softcover or Audible, so you can listen to it. Listen to it in your car as you're starting your Kickstarter campaign on your phone.
4: (laughs) That's right. Yes. (laughs) There you go. Triple multitasking.
0: All right. Well, well. Uh, a tragic thing happened. Mark's power went out um, Ooh. completely, and I'm wondering if he's dealing with like straight line winds or something down there in Texas. I heard the south was going to hit, get hit, something, yeah. but I don't know if Houston was supposed to be in part of that or not, but. Uh, but it's, But nonetheless, I know he would love to say hi to you. If you wouldn't mind sticking around after we close out the show, we'd like to say goodbye to you. Uh, in the yeah. meantime, uh, I want to just thank everybody for tuning in. Um, because you know this has been a great show. We've loved having you on, and we we're really honored to have you on as a guest, uh, Tyler. So we hope to have you on again. Um,
4: yeah, I would love to. And next time, I'm gonna be with like a sweet backdrop. Yeah, I'm yeah. Be in my car. <laughs> be, this is
0: kind of cool, though. It's very California. You're in.
3: <laughs>
0: so, uh, um, thanks for listening in. Uh, this has been Arcade Radio. Uh, go ahead, Brian.
1: Facebook at Arcade Radio. Uh, Facebook.com, Arcade Radio. Check out the semi regularly updated blog at Arcade Radio.com. <laughs> That's R C A D E R A D I O.com.
0: And feel free to leave some comments on the game line. That's or a Game and follow
1: follow us on twitter for updates and our latest
0: shenanigans (laughs) subscribe to our youtube uh, subscribe to our youtube channel and click the notification bell so you'll know when we're streaming live
1: you can also subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play music etc
0: yeah it's like one click plus a click and another click That's going to be it for now from Arcade Radio. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for yeah, coming on.
4: Totally Thanks, guys. I'm really I'm really sorry about being late and all that. Oh, don't worry oh. about it.
0: It was a right. But and we're not lying to you. You actually came in right on time. So like, literally. Okay. Yeah. So we generally we like <laughs> yeah. you to have have you on the whole show so we can kind of shoot the shit and like, you know, just just you're a co host with us. Um but right. but you came on at the exact time you needed to be there. So awesome. You get a full hour of interview and that's what we like.
1: And you got one more song out of
4: the juke than like most of our guests.
0: (laughs) That's true.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My brother is over in Japan right now and he keeps Instagramming these like um, all these like weird arcade interfaces. Oh, yeah. Uh, The card play systems. Well, oh, no, I've heard of that. Or you told me about that. Yeah, they're freaking cool. Yeah, he's he's one one that he showed had uh, um, a a uh, stylus as part of the the game. It was like a spinner and a stylus were the controls.
0: That's cool. Uh, I like that. I mean, that's like innovation, right? It's the one thing. The one I always tell people this, uh, but the one thing, the reason why I collect all these different games, because uh, back in the day they were all unique. Everybody was trying to do something unique i mean pac-man came out as a joystick right right single joystick there are a few games like that uh, across the board all the pac-man clones obviously but then you get into atari especially and you have uh star wars and i have a yoke um apb you got a steering wheel and a siren button you got uh uh tempest spinner right um yeah they're all different uh get into williams games stargate uh and defender with all those buttons and up down only joystick so you have this combination asteroids only buttons and then you've got robotron with two joysticks to control everything
4: Yeah,
3: and
0: it's just such cool innovation and and what you're talking about is sort of a rebirth of that
4: totally totally yeah Gosh, you know, with with this uh version two polycade, one thing that that we did was um the control panel portion can pop out. Um and uh so part of the idea there was that we would be making additional control panels. So like you'd have your Tron panel that you could like swap nice. in and swap out. Yeah. And, uh, I, and so like, I love that you got have the totally spinner
0: on there too.
4: Yeah. Uh well so some of we actually don't do the spinner anymore sadly okay. yeah uh, too hard with uh, steam I suppose well people well it's most people don't know uh what the spinner's for sure and then um and it's also like a hundred dollar component so sure
0: well you can offer it as an yeah. add on later
4: yeah totally,
0: totally or they can put so, it in
1: themselves it's, you have uh do you let Paradise Arcade sell so upgrade kits. <laughs>
3: There you yes, go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 Definitely.